you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme, the podcast where Tim and I talk about faith, family, religion, and the fun things that come into our heads. My name is, again, Dave. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Tim. I am the other half of this podcast team, and uh, I would like to uh, welcome you and uh, ask you all to give Dave a great big round of applause for the work he's done in getting this thing off the ground and continuing to make progress with it. So, I appreciate that. So, uh, not to change the subject from me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what are we going to talk about? I don't want to change the subject from you. Oh well, you probably let's let's keep our, our our listeners interested and go on to what we're talking about today. Okay, uh, forgive me. I'm I'm not going to be able to read uh, just talk off off the cuff today so much because I have written most of this down, so I don't forget it. Uh, today, okay. Today we're going to talk about Christian faith and the worldview we have been uh, the worldview Christian faith. And the world view have been at odds since the time of Jesus' resurrection. I am using the word faith instead of religion because faith is from God, not religion. Uh, religion, it is from God, uh, and it is without the reformers man has instituted into religion. But we Christians must be able to separate the word of God from the words of man. To do so, we we will be led to pray to God our Father, the Creator. We must be ready to face and live in this world which, this world which does not like us. Sorry, I'm trying not to let the words get the worst of me before we start reading. But as the world is against us, God is for us. And by His grace, we can run the race before us and cross the finish line that those of the world are unaware of. Oh, I guess we'll get started. Um, you got something to say, brother? Well, it's kind of kind of odd the way the world is working out today, anyways. And this is probably probably the right time for these poems. Well, um, I'm looking forward to them and the discussions we come up with. Thank you for that <laughs> affirmation. But this is as as I read uh, more and more different things. Uh, this has been going on. Since, since Jesus' death and resurrection, so it should be no surprise to us. Uh, but let's start with this one. Uh, it's from God Still Rhymes. The first few are from God Still Rhymes. Uh, this is on page. That's living in God's rhyme. You're holding up. God Still Rhymes. Okay. God Still Rhymes. Okay. That's fine. You know, when I was putting Sorry, this together folks. and I was writing the book titles down. I put God's rhyme on, yeah. on these first couple, and I went looking for them in the in the index to see what page they're on. Oh, right. Yeah, me either. <laughs> All right, let's get serious again. This one is called Shelter okay. from the Storm. Who will give us shelter from the storm as we suffer and swelter from the impending heat of the city street? Who will, in our lives so torn, shelter us from the storm, from the pouring rains, from the winds of pain. Some do not like to consider God's wrath as they, as they strike along their earthly path. His word on our path, where it leads, do we heed? Heed his word, have we heard? Do we care? Uh, do we care as we stare, never knowing what we are sowing? Do we live among the herd? Do we ignore his word, looking for treasure and earthly pleasure? There are so many who refuse to hear, to look in the mirror. Joy, there just isn't any. They do not know the seeds they sow will always grow, death in the weeds. There are oncoming storm clouds as the world shouts, not knowing the pain of the oncoming rain. Not knowing the wrath because of their path, not knowing, having never heard. Jesus has calmed the stormy seas, has rescued those in fear and need, and through his sacrifice for our sin, he calmed God's wrath for those who believe. Uh, just a quick discussion note here. Uh, yes, uh, for those of you 
who may recognize the title. Uh, I like Bob Dylan and have at times tried to write like him. This isn't one of them. Uh, this Shelter from the Storm, though, is completely different than the one he wrote of the same title. They're like faith and the world. His right. Shelter from the Storm. Uh, and she said, come and I will give you shelter from the storm. Well, I don't know. I think I know who she is, but it's not God. So, uh, but <laughs> this, and I've mentioned this before in a number of broadcast time, uh, podcasts, and we've talked about it a bit, but I am, I have this deep concern for the world we're living in today. I have a deep concern for how we've strayed from God, uh, not only as a nation and a people, but uh, in our churches, uh, the, the, how we are straying from God. And uh, sometimes I, I get disappointed when I read things about the things that man is putting into church services that uh, in place of what God has said and the opposite of what God has said. Now, I, uh, I know I'll get criticism for that, and I can live with it, because that's my firm belief that there are false teachers, false prophets out there, and we have to really be faithful in prayer and aware of, of God's word to not be influenced by those things. But the other thing with this poem was that there's the difference between believers, true Christian believers, and the world. And now that, I, and as we're, I just, before we, I mean, as we were talking before we started re, uh, recording, it struck me, um, I had prepared, I had written down five other poems to read today. I went to, right. to look for my list. I couldn't find it. I prayed, and I came, and these came to me. And I was disappointed because uh, the other ones are, are truly just about God's love for us. And they're, uh, but this, but this one, I guess there's a reason I I didn't find them until I went to send you an email with a copy of the the podcast notes. But it's interesting <laughs> because a lot of this we talked about in church yesterday which right. was uh, simply based on the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal, and I'm not going to get into how that led to, you know, the worship of money and things like that. But there's a world out there that doesn't know God's way and has, uh, and doesn't want to. But again, I think we have, we having been cleansed of our sins and shown the, the, the way to truth, uh, still need to live that way and profess publicly our faith and we need to share that faith and, and spread the gospel in uh, hopes that there's someone there that's just waiting for that to, to hear it but uh, we ourselves can be thankful right now that uh, we have been given shelter from the storm that is brewing brewing in this nation and brewing in this world against Christians and against God, against Jesus and who he was and what he's done for us. And uh, yeah. I will stop my preaching on that one and leave it up to you to finish, Dave. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that I'm changing the subject a lot here, but uh, music and God have played a big part in your life. Yeah. I, I, I know about the God part and I know about the music part. I don't know as much about the music part as I used to because we don't live under the same roof anymore. So I'm not hearing whatever music it is you're playing. Um, and over time, I'm sure your, your tastes have changed a little bit towards more towards the Christian side yeah. of, cause I, we do talk more about the Christian, Christian music you listen to now as compared to before, you know, with uh, the Bob Dylan, the Beatles, that kind of thing. And I, and I think about it, I was, I was thinking about it when I, 
but I read this after our first conversation today, and I'm going, man, your your music and mine were so different. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, but you, the, the times <laughs> when we started listening to music were so different <laughs> musically too. Exactly, exactly. But <clears throat> I can I can listen to some of the, the music that I like even back then, and some of it could be. Christian and faithful-like, but not a lot of it. There was one song, and and that's just the title that reminded me of this, is that we may never pass this way again. And it's it's a poetic song, but it's not all that faithful. But in my mind, the title mm-hmm. is, or we may never pass this way again. I mean, it's, I that tells me a lot. I mean, it's like, God. <laughs> Yeah, I may never be here again. I want to make sure this is going right, or that people know that this is what I'm feeling about yeah. the Lord and everything That's else. A, I like that uh, analogy with the song. But, we never pass this way again. Yeah. Well, it, I, I consider every day like a river. And I'm sure you, not everybody does because I think of water more. But you can go to the river today and go to the river tomorrow at the same exact spot on the ground, but it's not the same not river. Not the same water, no. No, it's not. And God is God has done that for us so that, in my mind so that we can see another thing or another way or what's next or whatever he wants us to see that day. Just yeah, my opinion. I just had this are. thought and I hope I remember it now. Um that you know, um God's love is like a flowing river. Jesus come to me and uh I will fill you with living water and it will flow out. But you talk about it's a new, it's new, fresh water. And as if you look at that as God's work, that river flowing, mm-hmm. the water will never get stale because it's always new, it's always refreshed. And our relationship with God, though it's in the same river, is constantly being refreshed. And it's not going to yes. ever get stale if we if we are faithful in our in our faith and trust in Him. <clears throat> I agree. I do agree. Okay. Yeah, that brought another one, another song to mind too. It's called "The River." <laughs> I wonder how that came up. <laughs> um, well, it did, and it's, this one was this one's by. And by Garth Brooks. Well, he's the one who sings it. I don't know if he's the one who who, who wrote it. I mean, we all know about uh, songwriters, and it's not always the artist who sings. But it, it, it says a lot about what you're just saying there. It's just in a different way. Anyways, if you ever if you ever get a chance, folks, or in YouTube, love- it's called called "The River" by Garth Brooks. It's it's it's. Anyways, let's okay. uh. Let's get off the river okay. and back on the, the next one is also God Still Rhymes on page 85. He's got to turn a page, I think. God Still Rhymes. This is called Born Then Scorned. And it starts out with this uh, reading from John 11, 45. This is my, my writing after having read John 11, 45. This is what I got out of it. Into this life you were born, so that you might be scorned, never seeing your worth while on this earth, though seeing the torn veil, not knowing that you would prevail. Jesus threatens the comfort of our lives, just as he threatened the Pharisees' lives. For that he would die. Did they? Do we know why? The Messiah, the Son of God, for that and all he said, they wanted him dead. The world has changed. He who controls rules, the law, did it have the clues? Not for the ruling few who believed they knew. But what did they know? What seeds did they sow? Leading the lost sheep astray, did they ever ask or pray? Today, what do we say? Do we ever pray that we not be led astray, but find the way, the truth, and the life? Please pray that your life may be more than you can see at the beginning of the day. Pray that your life may be changed. 
priorities rearranged, that all you say, that all you do is not for you alone, but for others through him that does atone. May God's grace shine upon your face. May the gift of our salvation be your restoration. May you be joyful in the Lord, believing through faith that Christ alone, that Christ alone is the Lord of your life. And that's the end of that one. You know, it, Jesus told told the, the disciples that that they would be uh, scorned, thought less of, uh, persecuted, just as he was. And every time I think of that, I think right. of myself. He was persecuted unto death. Persecution he faced led to death. And the persecution that I'm facing right now in this world that doesn't like Christians, in this world that is changing from the, the beliefs and the, what I truly know to be the way that we should live, that's nothing compared to what Jesus went through. Oh, I mean, I, I don't, we're going to face uh, scorn from others on this earth, but I don't, I can't imagine that we'd ever face what Jesus, well, there will be, I, okay, I take that back. There will be those who will be, who will face death because of their faith. There already are, where Christians are on, and other places of the world are being persecuted. It can lead to imprisonment or death in some places in this world. So, yeah. It's possible that we could be scorned unto death. So, yeah, we could, right. but I, I think uh, in a, leading up to that point, I don't know that we're going to take the constant abuse he did when it came to the religious yeah, leaders oh of gosh. the day. Although, again, I, as I think about it, I, I could be very wrong there, and that just may be a hope I have. But I, I do know we're approaching times when being a Christian is going to be a true act of faith and trust in God. I can kind of see where you're going with that, yeah. Uh, as disappointing as that could be. <laughs> or will be, I'm sorry, not could be, will be, I'm sure. Well, but the other side of that coin is that as we are scorned, we are scorned because of what we know to be true, which will lead us to lie, to eternity with God and with Jesus. It will uh, lead us to being made perfect, that we may be, be with them and will not be of this world anymore. Uh, so I'm not saying I'm really excited about being persecuted. But I am not going to change any of my thoughts or views or beliefs or my faith when persecution comes my way. Because there is hope. As I am persecuted, as other Christians are persecuted, there is, there is hope that we live with that those who are persecuting us don't. Right. We will spend more yeah. time in, in eternity than we will on this earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, thank God for, the, for that, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, yeah. Lord God. Yeah. Okay. okay. That was interesting. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, folks. When I was reading through uh, this I like in the very last stanza where it says, "Please, please, I can't even talk today. Please pray that your life can be more than you see at the end of the at the beginning of the day." I like that. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, it's just you know, when I start out my day in prayer, it gets better. It helps, oh, you know. Yeah. And if I let the world take over and say, "Oh, Tim, you got you you got to rush here. You you don't have time for that," and I let that happen, I I get partway through the day and I I realize it may not be a 
disastrous day, but it certainly isn't as good a day as it would have been had I started in conversation with God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I don't. It's it's a. I don't. Know, it's just uh, that I like that line. That line makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. But anyway, shall yeah, we move on? This is uh, this is the last one that we're going to read from God Still Rhymes, and it's found on page ninety, just a few pages away. Yep, this one is called "After Reading Habakkuk." God will punish those who oppose Him, those who worship false idols as gods gods of wood, silver, and gold, those who oppress his holy people. But at the same time, the people of God will also suffer at the hands of their oppressors, those who do not believe that he is the God of heaven above, the earth, and the universe around us, the God who breathed life into the first man, Adam. It is by his breath we find our strength through his Holy Spirit. Because we live among unbelievers, we will suffer their hate for us and their hate for God Almighty. Through his suffering we pray, and through our prayer we come closer to God. He hears our petitions, our fears, he knows our weakness. Becoming closer to God by seeking him out, we know his will for us and can stand firm in strength, his love for us. Knowing that in the end, when the battle no longer rages, we will be with him for eternity not the burning flames of hell. Through living in the, though living in this adulterous world, a world that forsakes the one whose image we were made in, we do not reflect the failings of man. We will grow in strength, we will grow in faith, we will grow in love. We will not be the destruction of this world, we will live to see the face of God and forever be with him because he is our God, the one and only God of the universe. You may fight God, you may run from God, but the path will lead you astray. It will lead you to where you may forever stay. While well, there is time, seek God. His ways are true. Kind of sums up our dis previous discussion that we just finished. <laughs> but uh, and this this yeah uh, this is that. one of the minor prophets Habakkuk. And uh, it was written to the to the Jewish people at that time, but I see how it applies to us today. Uh, I have a reflection on that I like to read. Over a week or so, I read the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament. I wanted to reread the Minor Prophets since I knew so little about them. After my first reread, I knew that I wanted to write this book. It seemed like something that continuously happened throughout history. God's chosen people defeated, suffering at the hands of worshippers of pagan idols. And there is Habakkuk asking God why evil prospered. Then God's explanation in Habakkuk's final prayer. Today we need to pray for God's strength as we face the world that wants to marginalize Christians and God. Though it may seem that evil prospers, our prosperity for eternity has been secured by our faith in Jesus. His death on the cross is payment for our sins, all by the grace of God. This may not be very poetic. After my second reading of Habakkuk, I tried to get up from my desk but couldn't. I knew why. <clears throat> so I wrote down the words that were given to me. That was all that mattered. Yes, I have tried to put the words into poetic form. And again, it wasn't a direct dictation from God words that were written it's just that the words that were written came from the thoughts he gave me okay so uh, yeah that Habakkuk really uh, really struck me again uh, not just for uh, his uh, the prophecy he had that was given from God uh, to the Jewish people at the time but how it applies to today, and again, as Christians, we just need to work. I think we need to continually work in our faith, toward our faith, and I put it as work. is not that work is going to save us, but we need to work at, I think, continuously being in prayer 
reading his word, attending church, being with other Christians, and uh, without fear, letting others know of our faith and sharing that faith and sharing the gospel. What God has, has done for us can be done for others. So uh, that's something it's, it's, you know, as Paul said in Ephesians, you know, we are saved by faith, not by works to perform the good works God has prepared for us to do. Well, we need to work at being Maybe we're, I don't, maybe work's not, I'm trying to think of another word besides work. We need to be uh, constantly trying, constantly in prayer with God, and we need to work at that. Because if we don't, mm -hmm. and I mean work in probably a, in a perpetual way, because if we don't, we have that moment when it slips away. And then human nature, when that takes over, uh, it just makes yeah. us feel worse about ourselves. Yeah. And I speak from experience. Oh, so, I know that you do. There's, there's one stanza that really, really hit me, and it's, it makes me believe that this is what's going on today. It says, uh, because we live among unbelievers, we will suffer their hate for us and their hate for God Almighty. Through his suffering we pray and through our prayer we come closer to God. He hears our petitions, our fears. He knows our weaknesses. And then, but the stanza right above it, which is just one line or two lines, it is... By his breath, we find our strength through his Holy Spirit. If we don't have his strength, it's going to be harder to survive what's going on in the world. Well, it's only his strength that can overcome the world. I mean, there's, there's nothing yes. that we can... The only thing, when I'm talking about working on something, it's not our strength, but, you know, it's, it's God at work. But we need to be continuously concerned and involved in that process of, of mm -hmm. continuing our faith uh, throughout the day, throughout our, throughout our week, throughout our lives. Uh, right. But yeah, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit has, when you say he has breathed God's breath into you, the breath of his strength, it is only his strength that will get us through this. Yeah, we need him to be strong right now. But well, he's always strong, always strong. We just need yeah. to be aware to, of that and open to it. Because, I know, sometimes right. my desire gets in the way and it's his strength I needed. Get me through that, yeah. that, that time in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, we've been there. Yeah, I can give you uh, example after example of times when... Had I had I my faith continued, had I not been weak, there's a reason for it, though. There's a reason we go through those trials, and they bring us closer to God. Yeah, agree. Because we know agree. we need Him. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> How about the next one? Okay, this next one is from God's Rhyme. Of all things. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some encouraging words to finish our <clears throat> weakness found on page 132. And this is from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And I am never, I'm constantly amazed, but never surprised. The, how the God will lead the conversation before a poem into the beginning of the next poem. <laughs> how that, because I, I, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful and I pray that in prayer that the, the poetry will follow, one will follow the other, and it, there's a progression mm -hmm. to it. <laughs> it's right here. 
My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. There we have it. Paul the evangelist, an imperfect man, blinded with insight by the perfect son who lost his strength and became weak, thus glorifying the holy three in one. I have tried to live with the lie, to never give in before I die. I have seen the meek always so weak and wondered why they would not cry. No, always smile, traveling every mile with heads held high and never shy. Well, I put too much stock in thinking I was a rock until others saw the bad and what I never had. Then the one day the sky was bluer, each and everything looked newer. It was, this, it was as if my eyes had been shut to the world's lies. I was never strong, not even for very long. There was too much wrong. It was such a sad song. Like a newborn baby, I cried for each new breath, never wanting to rest, realizing that maybe... No, knowing that I am not perfect, looking the mirror did reflect. There is no strength in my sin, the race alone I could never win. I am a sinner, my life a loss, but it has been reclaimed for me by the grace of God, a death on the cross. Through death and resurrection, I am a new creation, accepting his forgiveness to the world I can witness. Made in God's image, Molded in clay, yes, in God's image through every age, it is to him that we pray. He knew us before we were. He knows us today. He knows us tomorrow, and still he loves us. To follow his son, we must lose the ways, the ways of this world, the lies of the days. And when we, and when we accomplish that, the world will consider us weak. But know that God is with us, so who can be against us? It is then that the slings and arrows, the sticks and stones, the broken bones, the sorrows that no one will borrow in this race, we will know his grace. When we let Christ's power, when we let in Christ's power, we will no longer cower because he is God's son and that is sufficient. And from 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. May we live so that by the strength of our salvation, by the strength of our witness, through the strength of our weakness, that God, that Jesus, may be glorified. Hmm. I mean, Paul, Paul suffered immensely, too. Um, there was a thorn, thorn in his side that God would not remove. He said, you know, my strength right. is sufficient, you know, is sufficient for you. And when you consider uh, his imprisonments, uh, some other things, you know, he, there were moments of weakness, and it was, yeah, then he was strong, and I think right. if if I believe that and if I follow that, my strength will increase, my faith will increase, my strength will God's strength will be there to lead me through it. And if God's leading me, what can go wrong? When it appears to the world that something's gone wrong that I'm going through or have done. God is there, and God is, he's a purpose for our lives. Right. And that, in that moment of, of trial is a way to make us more dependent on God, make us realize that it's God who has brought us through it, and, and in bringing us through it, our faith becomes stronger. Right. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, let's go. Here's a, here, okay, let's end with this one. Uh, okay. John 3.16. Remember seeing that sign at football games when growing up? John oh, 3.16. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I'd yep. love to see one again. 
Of course, I don't watch much football, but maybe someone's doing it. But here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And again, it's uh, I'm amazed at the flow of, where this, of how this has followed. Okay, anyway. Yeah. God loves. God loved us. He gave us His only Son. For everyone who believes in His Son should not, will not perish, but have life everlasting. What could be more poetic, more comforting than this? No words of yours or mine can convey love like His. Gave His Son. Whoever believes, life everlasting. There is nothing, not a thing left to say except, "Thank you, Lord, for your love." Thank you, Lord, for your love. And just a quick reflection. <laughs> yeah. So one day I thought I could make God's love for us sound more poetic, make it sound more whatever, whatever that it, than it is in the Bible. I couldn't, and happily admit it. The work of God in human hands, it should be left in God's hands. I must have had a pretty large head that day if I thought I could. <laughs> Sometimes the, the rhyme of the poem is not in the words. It's in the actions. It's in what enters our heart is where the rhyme is. It's not always in the words. Right, and the perfect rhyme, yeah. no matter what the words are, are from God. I agree. Are His words? Sorry, I'm just had a, uh, Dave uh, had a quick thought. Thank you, Dave. Sorry, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I these are amazing poems, and they're very, very. Uh, they're, they're, two, they're twofold in my mind. They're, they're thought-provoking as always. But they're also very um, timeless because if you think about it, when you wrote these, which were quite a few years ago, some of them, yeah. especially the ones in, in God's Rhyme, um, it was a different world than it is today, but you still had the hope and the faith that God, with God, would we would all be better. Yeah, I, I would say... Um, it would be nice if the world could follow that theory. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's... Uh, I don't, don't see it happening. It's uh, predicted in the Bible what's happening to the world. And, and uh, I, just, I, I just think it's important that we're all aware of it so we're not caught off guard. Uh, just... And in being aware of it uh, makes me know that I need to share that with uh, with others, share the gospel, share the truth of his word and the, the truth of salvation and his grace and what Jesus has done for us and not just keep it to myself. I need to, I need to share right. with others uh, wherever God leads me. And... Uh, if you can all pray for me that I will be open to that, it would I would very much appreciate it. Because it's, e it's easy for me to sit here and say that, uh, but I cannot honestly say that I have one-on-one -on -one done that enough. Right. It's one thing to write a book and have uh, poems about it. It's another thing to be face-to-face -face with someone and talk to them. That's absolutely true. Mm. <laughs> it really is. And uh, you're now doing both, but you've done both before this podcast. Um, hmm, yeah. Interesting. This popped into my head. You're going to hate things. Like when, eventually, you'll hate when things pop into my head. Eventually? Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> I love when things pop into your head, Dave. Have you ever been approached at church to uh, do a little bit like Dad did, some of the lay reading? So I've noticed, I've watched some of the the the, uh, the live feeds from your church. Which, gosh, we didn't have a, even think about <laughs> something like that when I was. 
I have. Uh, young, but uh, you ever thought about it, or asked about it, or been been approached yes, about twice it? Twice I have been. Uh, and, uh, so this one been seven years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wrote a poem. Uh, it was uh, Cornerstone Church's um, 18th anniversary, and they had all these pictures of, mm-hmm. of members of the church and families around the walls of the church. And it inspired me to write a, a poem called uh, Windows to God. And oh, wow. uh, I shared that with someone uh, by, through an email, and uh, I was asked to read it. So that was, that was nice. And then uh, this year we started this, uh, including the, uh, a prayer, an axe prayer, uh, acclamation, uh, AC, uh, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication. And mm-hmm. for a few months, uh, a different parishioner was asked to come up with one. And I was asked to write one and give the prayer uh, at church service. Well, and it was cool. interesting because I was influenced by the poem uh, from reading Habakkuk. Yes, oh, really. Uh, so, uh, wow, it does jump full circle for us, doesn't <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, that's happened a couple of times. Well, all good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, there are many, many members of that church who have been there since the beginning. Since the beginning. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, an amazing, it's been an amazing journey for them and an amazing journey for me in my time there. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you. You seem to be <clears throat> well, happier there than you've been at a few yeah. of the other ones. And hopefully in the next um, season, I'm sorry, in our next season. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we may that's have okay. that opportunity to read the, the poem I wrote about Cornerstone, the Cornerstone. You yeah, that would the be cornerstone good. Cornerstone and uh, my comments at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you've talked numerous times about Jesus being the mm-hmm. Cornerstone. And I I agree with that wholeheartedly, really do. I I think it's the right yeah. thing to do. Have you also? This came into my mind too. Do as a poet, especially you know a a Christian poet. Do you read other Christian poetry or Christian poets? I stuff? have read <laughs> Christian poetry that has been in books that I'm reading that are not specifically poetry books but at some point mm-hmm. in the book the author will put a few poems in there yeah oh really okay yeah huh. and I, I just wondered if you were the only one in this niche or niche well there are other Christian poets out there but I don't know I haven't read a full book of Christian poetry oh, okay. I, I, I'm sure they're out there I'm, I'm sure they are. Uh, I just, uh, except for reading the Bible in the last year or so, I just, I've not really, there's only a few things I've read other than in the Bible. There's only a, there might be four or five books I've read in the last year and a half. Whereas a poet before right. that, I was just one novel after another. <laughs> and I gave that up, so it's better this way. I... Never got into reading like you did. Never. I I get away from reading the Bible once in a while, too. I get home at night and I'm tired or I, I get wrapped up in other things during the day. And the next thing I know, it's time to go to work or whatever. And uh, But I've never been a reader like you've been. Uh, most well, no, it really it hasn't been that much in my life because it was uh, really? after I came, got out of the, was released from the hospital one time. And I was off work for a few weeks. That's when it started. And once it got started, it just, I found a handful of authors that I really liked. Um, right. Some of which I'm not, I won't read today, but uh, it was all very interesting. Well, that, that was a journey that took you to where so, you needed to be, though. Yeah, it's just part of, it's part of that journey. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, in the end, been more than worthwhile it's been what I needed I think so yeah 
Um, folks, I'm going to take just just quick little minute just to remind you. You know where the show notes are. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. You'll find them. Also tells you where you can find us or tell your friends to find us on the website, on uh, Apple Podcasts, all the other podcasts, on YouTube, on Tim's Facebook page. Wherever he's everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes he's not happy about it, but it's there, folks. He is there. He is a YouTube phenomenon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. Have your uh, have your grandkids or your kids said anything about the YouTube no, channel? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I just curious. Like you know, gee, Grandpa, maybe you could do better. <laughs> yeah, or... that's why I don't want him looking at it. <laughs> Or maybe Uncle Dave could be better at the editing or something like that. I just didn't know because, you know, kids nowadays are a whole lot better that, than, at that than I oh, would ever be. I didn't want to know about that. <clears throat> yeah, but anyways, don't worry okay. about it, folks. But we are on YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. Against Much against Tim's wishes, Well, I mean, that's accepted. fine. I just don't ask me to look at it. Don't ask me because, as I've said before, I do not like listening to my own voice. And when you look right. at my face with my voice... <laughs> well, not as good looking as I used to be. <laughs> well, it's like I say, I, I have a, I've got a great face for radio, so <laughs> I've been told that before uh, too. So I have a good uh, face for walkie talkies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the old can in the string. Oh yes, uh-huh. um, oh, I loved that as a kid. Oh. Yeah, I could never figure out how it worked, but it always <laughs> did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But anyway, <laughs> I remember one, and this is just a little off the cuff, but it's about the same thing. Number two had, uh, number. I'm sorry, my first wife had moved to St. Louis, and I had helped her get some stuff from Kansas City to St. Louis because I'm a nice guy. And she took me on a, a, a little tour of, of, of St. Louis, the downtown area, and there's this church there. I think it's a church, yeah. Where if you stand on one side, because of the way the arch is going up to where the um, the cross is on top outside, but anyways, on the inside, you talk just at a regular voice. Because of the columns and everything else and the, and the architecture, if you stand on the other side, you can hear exactly what that person is saying, if just talking at this level here. Not talking, not talking well, really, loud or anything like that. Really, the that good. It just follows the <laughs> the curvature over, and it's and it's cool as can be. And I always I always appreciated her showing me that. That was so much fun. Um, you know, we went up in the arch because she showed me that. I mean, as weird as it is, we did get along after we got divorced. Yeah, you know, that uh, a good way to stop gossiping in church. Said that nobody can hear it. <laughs> Not that it goes oh, on. Yeah. I'm I think God I'm not, put, not, not, not that it's going on, but <laughs> yeah. you will be careful Man, what you God say. Needs, God needs to laugh no. too, right? <laughs> I'm sure he's had a laugh at some of the things he's heard oh. coming out of my mouth. But <laughs> you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, but anyways, folks, you knew where it came from, Dave. That's what you should be aware of. Yeah, he knew you were going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, that is that is sometimes yeah, scary, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. But but I tell you what, I'm happy yeah. that he does. I I don't say. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't say stupid things anymore, but I, I say a whole lot less bad things. Yeah. Somebody had said to me the other day, Dave. I've noticed that it was one of my trainees. He goes, "How come you have a?" A positive outlook on everything. (laughs) Why not? He goes, well, yeah, but you were talking about this department that you don't like and yet that you don't hate, but you don't like, but you keep telling me what great work they do. Well, because they do. Just because I don't like being there anymore doesn't mean they don't do good work. Oh, good. He says, yeah, but you look at it that way. Well, that's the way I look at it. I don't, I'm going to tell you something negative that's not true. (laughs) Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Anyway, like folks, sorry like about that. that. No, I, I, that's good. But I, I used to be <laughs> before I started. We started all this, and I came back and took it to God and everything else. That I'd have just, I'd have just said, "Nah, they're whatever," <laughs> you know. And now I, I find the good, and I'm finding I find the good in things, whether I like yep. it or not. 
whether I like what it is or not. Mm -hmm. I try to find but the good I'm in proud things. Of you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, you're, you're a big part of that, big brother. Yeah. You are. So what do you say? End in prayer. You want to uh, end in prayer? Yeah. You want me to do it, or Sounds do you want to do it? I'll this? let you read. I think I think I goofed up enough last week that I'd like to well, let maybe you that's do it why this I've week. It. Well, that could very well be. All right, uh, we'll close in prayer, prayer folks. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer as we end today's podcast. Dave and I thank you for your healing, for your leading us through the day and into tomorrow. We pray that today has been pleasing to you and honors your glory. We pray for our listeners and viewers for their needs, those need those needing physical healing, emotional healing, and a healing of their faith. We pray for the salvation of those listeners who have not received the gift of your grace and accepted your son Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Lord, we pray for this world in which we live. We pray for the nation of Ukraine and its people, its leaders, as they fight against the invading army of their enemy. May their faith and determination be an example to the entire world. And Father, as Christians, lead us to proclaiming the gospel wherever we are. May we do so in a loving way. Lead us to the truth of the days we are living in. May we know and proclaim your truth over the lie. And as the world turns from you, may we turn to the world and pray. Pray without ceasing as the Holy Spirit leads us. Dear Lord, prepare us and our listeners and viewers for the coming week. We pray that it is you we live for and you who leads us. As we walk with you this week, may it be your hand clasped around our hand so we may feel the grasp of your love. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and folks, if you give him the times, as you live, his word rhymes. Don't forget, though, Dave and listeners, don't forget. We, we are the king's kids, and you will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all, and have a great week. Goodbye, folks. Mm -hmm.